Hi, everyone. Welcome to the African Dialogue podcast. Hope you're well and keeping safe. Today, we have some special guests with us, Rawan, Chaltu, Julie, Camilla, and Gloria. And they will be helping us to commemorate Pan-African Women's Day. So Pan-African Women's Day is observed each year on the 31st of July to commemorate the first Pan-African Women's Conference that was held in Dar es Salaam in 1962. It was on this occasion that the Pan-African Women's Organization, POWO, which recently was conferred the status of the Specialized Agency of the African Union, was formed. POWO was established to recognize and affirm the role of women's organizing for the political freedom of Africa and advancing the social and economic status of women on the continent. It offers a national, continental, and global opportunity to recall and affirm the significant role of African women in the evolution of the strong Pan-African identity with shared values, objectives, and a vision for the future. Pan-African Women's Day is observed and celebrated across all member states with national programs and different activities to commemorate this day. So just to start off, we're going to begin with brief introductions, firstly from Rawan, and then Julie, and then Camilla, and then Gloria, and lastly, Chaltu. Over to you, Rawan. Okay, um, hi everyone, my name is Rawan, I'm 29, I'm from Cairo, Egypt, and I am a development professional. Hi, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Pezu, thank you very much for this platform. And thank you for taking time to commemorate Pan-African Women's Day with us. My name is Julie Ojiambo. I, I, I am born in Kenya. Um, I am a Pan-African woman, and I also describe myself as a global citizen. Um, I am interested in the issues of governance. However, away from that, I love to read. I love to travel. And I also love to sample desserts. Thank you so much for having me here. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you, Pezu, for having us. Uh, my name is Camila Malakasuka. I am Tanzanian. I like to identify myself as a true daughter of the African soil. I am a development enthusiast. Hi, everyone. My name is Gloria Kembabazi, and I'm Ugandan. And I'm proudly African. I love the continent. I love our culture. And I'm really happy to, to be on this podcast talking about Pan-African Women's Day. And thank you so much, Pezu, for hosting us. Hi, everyone. I am Chadzu from Ethiopia. I'm also proudly African woman. Thank you, Pezu, for, for this platform. It is such an honor and a pleasure to be here and to discuss such an interesting and a passionate issue. Um, I'm very passionate about development and I'm looking forward for this discussion. Thank you. Thanks, Chaltu, Gloria, Camilla, Julie, and Rawan. And it's so nice to have so much diversity on this um, particular episode. And I know lots of, of my listeners are going to be inspired but also learn a lot from each one of you. So just to start off, um, Rawan, what does Pan-African Women's Day mean to you? 
thank you, Tezo. Thank you for having me and thank you for the question. Um, I think for me, Pan-African Women's Day is a day to acknowledge the foremothers of Africa who fought with all their hearts for the development and liberation of our beautiful continent. It's also a day to recognize and celebrate the important role of African women behind the scenes who continue to be the backbone of the African economy as like farmers, teachers, entrepreneurs, traders, and leaders in so many sectors. I think it's, the, it's a day to recognize um, these women uh, that work every day from, from dawn to dusk and um, that inspire me a lot. So that's what Pan-African Women's Day means to me. Thanks, Rowan. Um, just to follow up on that, um, Julie, what does Pan-African Women's Day mean to you? All right, Pezu, thank you so much for the question. And just to elaborate on what Rowan has said, for me, it's a date to acknowledge acknowledge what African women on the continent are doing. But this is not only the women we see on TV. This is ordinary women who are not seen, who are not heard of. It's a day to acknowledge those women as well. But for me, it's also a day to create awareness. I don't know how many people know about Pan-Africa Women's Day. I, for example, knew about it, but I didn't really know that it was a day that had an institutional backing. So for me, it's also a day to create a awareness about the day. Thanks, Julie, for that elaboration. Um, so Camilla, coming from Tanzania, and I liked how you also said you introduced yourself as a daughter of the soil. As a daughter of the soil and coming from a country that has a great founding father, but also so many other um incredible women who have been part of the liberation struggle and you even have a female president at the moment. What do you think for you this has um, birthed in you in terms of your Pan-African identity? Um, thank you, Pezu, for the question. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very great time to be alive and to witness uh, having a female president. And also this year, I think uh, the celebration for the Pan-African women in Tanzania is going to be a special one because we now have a president. So gender equality. And also um, just to add on to this, uh, having, a, having a female president, I think I would also like to say that we need more awareness about this day. I like to follow up from what Julia said, because um, I, I'm from Tanzania, Dar es Salaam, but I only came to know about the Pan-African Women Day just a few years ago. And to think that this event actually took place in the city that I am in 1962. I didn't read this in African, uh, in the African history or anywhere. So what this day means to me and what this whole um, steps that are being taken towards uh, Africa, women progression in Africa, what it means to me is really, I look at it from um, ordinary women point of view, like Julia just said, I look at it from the Mamantilia point of view. Mamantilia is the women that sell food on the streets and how that, how that woman can be empowered into becoming um, a woman that is uh, economically free and also a woman that has equal rights in the Tanzanian and African society. Thanks a lot, Camilla, for that. That was really good. 
Um, so Gloria, coming to you, um, what exactly do you think your Pan-African identity has done for you? And how do you think you make use of it in spaces where you feel it needs to be, um, what word would I use? Possibly needs to be overly represented or more accentuated. Wow, what a deep question, Tezu. I, because in my mind, I was like, oh, do I also get to see what the day means to me? But I think by answering this question, I will also kind of give my answer or my thinking to the previous question. And for me, my Pan-African identity isn't something I've had to discover. It's just always been with me. So growing up, I grew up in Uganda. I grew up in um, a small town, but I was very, very much aware that I was African because it was the only identity that I had. And there was no, there was nothing in my upbringing that brought any conflict of identity, so to speak. But as I have grown, of course, you kind of encounter the world and you start to see your identity from different lenses that other people perceive you of. And for me, it's a power. I think we're the only continent which has withstood the worst kinds of obstacles and the worst kind of um, experiences. Even though some of those experiences are shared by people from other continents, ours is a special case because we've kind of experienced an accumulation of all those different kinds of challenges, speaking about colonialism. And we do celebrate Pan-African Women's Day also because we celebrate the women who are part of that struggle for independence on the continent. And so for me, how I bring my identity into my life now, being sort of aware of the different perceptions that people have of Africans or of me as a young African woman is to be unapologetically African. And luckily for us, I don't think this is hard for us Africans, at least most of us now that I think of Rowan on the call. But I think if you have a certain degree of melanin, you don't have to really do anything for you to be seen as African people will already see you as African. And what I do is to unapologetically be myself. And that means if I have something to contribute, to remind myself, to bring my voice, to bring my ideas, to bring my skill, and to, to show that everything that I am and that I have all my intelligence, all my achievements, I have achieved them in, in Africa. Personally, I've been in scenarios where people try to... to um, to suppose that perhaps my intelligence or my education or my brilliance was acquired somewhere else. But I, I'm very proud to say, no, actually all that has formed me has been from the continent. And now that I'm older, of course, I'm forming more and more of myself with an international um, input because again, we're in a global world. It's good to learn about other cultures. I'm well-traveled. So I have also like studied in other places now, but the foundation of my life is truly African in every sense. And for that, I'm, I'm like really proud and grateful because I can, I can show the world that yes, as Africans, we, we are just as capable no matter what you think. And for me, it's also just remembering that as Africans, we are entitled to the world just as much as the world is entitled to Africa. And I'll leave it at that. 
Thanks, Gloria. Such a profound statement. Um, as an African, we're entitled to the world just the same way as Africa's, as others are entitled to us. Um, so Chaltu, I know you mentioned that you're passionate about issues of development. So at the intersection of development, Pan-Africanism, as well as young people, what do you think can be done to ensure that all those three different areas are brought together? Hi, Paisley. Thank you for the amazing question. As Gloria said, I was also expecting that I would explain what Pan-Africanism means to me, but my sisters explained it very well. I agree with most of their idea. Um, first of all, yeah, I want to mention that I also came to learn about Pan-Africanism Women's Day very recently, and I think this day is very important to raise awareness, but beyond that, it is also a day which dedicated to ordinary women, but who do extraordinary things, because that is how I explain African women. Um, as I said, I'm very passionate about development because um, I believe development is very personal to me. Being a girl from a very small town, I grew up, um, you know, experiencing the real face of development. You know what it means, development. Of course, I studied I studied development with my educational background, but you know, being being um from Ethiopia, from a small town, I know what uh, you know all those developments just be. It equality or poverty, you know, all those um, even gender issues. So I know the first hand of what development means, um, but then bringing it to um, the Pan-Africanism issues. I know I was just thinking, you know, the other day, how we are so capable of, you know, sometimes our background, the way we grow, limit our potential or our capability or where we, sh where we should uh, reach. Uh, but as Gloria said, we are so strong, we are capable of so many things, but those situations hinder us or being obstacles or barriers to us. So I know uh, development somehow hinders us, but our, our potential, you know, to reach our real potential, but bringing it together is very important for me. Uh, the, the very important thing is, you know, just to bring that opportunity or equal opportunities or access for us to, to be ourselves or to bring what we are really capable of. So uh, it's not only at our society levels, but even worldwide, how this the, in, the world institution is built that is not really in favor of us, especially in favor of African women. So we know that and we have to really work hard and, you know, to develop ourselves, to develop our continent and, you know, to contribute our best to, to the world. So first of all, I think what we need to really bring is first we have to acknowledge that, that we don't really have the same foundation from the aspect of opportunity and the access. Then even once you get the opportunity and the access, uh, the, the platform is not the same for you because sometimes being African or where you come from to get into get into your way and the, you know the development way or what you can contribute to. So I think it's very important to to acknowledge all of those things, but also it's very important that we are capable and um, and that we can contribute to the development of our country or our continent and the world worldwide.
that is my view peso thanks a lot chalton that um was really a good explanation of how we can make all this work together so camilla um one of our pillars for the african dialogue is to celebrate uh those who may be seen by others but even those who might not be seen so for you um what pan african woman inspires you the most and why thank you for the question pezu um so just to my my answer would really follow up from my earlier explanation um for me the pan african woman that inspires me is um a woman sitting in a village somewhere in i will mention a village here in tanzania someone sitting in a village at tukuyu region um this woman grew up with no opportunities this woman grew up in hardship but this woman worked hard earning probably way lower than a minimum wage but so but had kids and so her kids to school and these kids graduated and became a value addition to the society and became value addition to the african economy making the african eco- economy grow bigger and better so pretty much this woman has cut the gener- has has brought up a new generation of women that are different from the one that she came from for me these women are the women that really inspire me for me these are the pan african women because in their big way they contribute to bringing a better generation of african women i'll leave it at that thanks camela i'll pose the same question as well to julie So what pan african woman inspires you the most and why All right Pezu thank you so much for your question For me I feel like it's very difficult just to mention one woman So when I answer this question I would like to look at it holistically and to begin with when I look at you know women we all know or women who who have been able to make a change in Africa and globally the first i would like to pay reverence to is my ellen johnson of liberia you know she was the first african woman president and i think that's very powerful in itself you know giving people a vision number one she made her vision come to reality of women being in leadership but she's also passed the message across that women and young girls can dream and they can achieve so for me she's one woman that i look up to very much um and then after that i think of women who've inspired me personally and i look at my own family i look at my mom she's been able to make her own contributions her name is josephine ojambo i look at what she's been able to do in my country but also internationally she inspires me so much professionally but also on a personal level you know she's able to balance between the personal and the professional and she does it so gracefully and for that i look up to her i also look up to my grandmother her name is julia ojambo and i'm actually named after her and i listen to her stories i listen to her story of coming from an african village in western kenya with no opportunity but but being able to rise across i mean being able to face those challenges being able to have a dream being able to be the first woman 
to attend an international university, Kenyan woman, I mean, and that's Harvard University amidst so many challenges. And I say to myself, if my grandmother was able to have a dream so many years ago and bring that dream into fruition, despite the challenges she faced, why can't I do it? For, so for, for that, she gives me so much inspiration. But also I look at women like myself, you know, like everyone on the panel right now, young African women trying to make a change in their countries, in different fields and women like me, young women like me, women like you, you know, you pass the message across that, okay, it's okay to be a woman. There's nothing wrong with being a woman like many people would like to portray. You can dream, you can achieve, and you can celebrate your Africanness all at once. Like Gloria said, be unapologetic about it and go for what you want. So in a nutshell, I think, I celebrate so many African women and it's very hard just to put um, a tag on one person or any one name in particular. Yeah, that's it for me. Thanks, Julie. And it's really inspiring to hear about all the wonderful women from your family. I think you, you know, there's always that saying of how when you look at the fruit, you can also know where the roots are coming from. So we, we definitely see that. So Rawan, um, as a young Pan-Africanist woman, what are some of the challenges that you face? Thank you, Pezo. I think as a North African, one of the main challenges that I face is being disregarded as an African. Africa is commonly a reference to Sub-Saharan Africa, um, with the exclusion of North Africa. North Africa is typically considered the Middle East with the exclusion of uh, Sub-Saharan Africa, whereas African scholars and Pan-Africanists have historically regarded Af the African continent as a single unified continent with common roots. For me, that has been a challenge. People looking at me and not being able to see why I identify myself as a Pan-African woman or people um, excluding me, whether they do it knowingly or unknowingly. Um, I believe that both North Africa and Sub-Saharan Africa would benefit from bridging the economical and businesses across the North Sub-Saharan divide um, by looking at the points of cultural convergence rather than focusing on the points of cultural and political divergence. Um, in my work and in my personal life, in my professional life as well, um, I try to portray the beauty of Africa in the diversity of its culture. And I also try to live by the mantra that whereas, like, I know our similarities unite us, that's obvious, but I also like to strengthen the belief that the different our differences as, as Sub-Saharan Africans and as North Africans, our differences strengthen our unity. And um, I try to underscore that in my work so that people identify me and every other North African as an African so we don't create that divide for ourselves. Thanks, Rawan, and thank you especially for your candidness. Um, I think there is a lot of um, disregard and othering when it comes to 
to um, our sisters from North Africa. So Chaltu, um, just to kind of also touch upon what Rawan had mentioned, um, coming from Ethiopia, sometimes there's all these conversation of whether is Africa, is Ethiopia actually part of the African continent? Do Ethiopians consider themselves as Africans? How do you um, uphold this Pan-African identity in situations where maybe it could be people around you feel that they are not part of this identity? Thank you, Faisal, for bringing up that. Uh, it is it is funny because I was discussing it the other day with my sisters and very close friends. Like, like you've been living here, Faisal, so I I feel you would understand what I say. Um, Ethiopia, we are Ethiopia is a beautiful country. We have a very um, strong self identity. We we have a lot of pride in ourselves. You know, um, I think part of that a lot maybe attribute to that we never being colonized. So it is very different. You know what we have here is like very different. I realize that. Uh, so I think in that way, we somehow contribute to Pan-Africanism because we are being ourselves and we preserve our culture, our rich culture, which is like we are in Africa. So in that way, you contribute to Pan-Africanism. But when I'm looking at, at the other way, we have this issue of um, the way we are looking at ourselves is, uh, you know, when some, I'm just being so honest over here, sometimes, you know, we look at people, oh, my sister would say, oh, she looks like African. She dressed like African. This food, like, I'm like, oh, guys, we are also African. But even me, you know, even me, myself, I was like that before. But because of my travel experience, now I'm totally changing my perception, the way my perspective, the way I look at other African countries, the way I look at my other African sisters and brothers now totally changed. And now I have a strong a strong identity about myself, not only being Ethiopian, but also like that I'm African. So of course, Ethiopia is part of Africa. But I think the why we are thinking like that is maybe the way, you know, the system prevailed here. I just realized that our system is kind of very closed. We don't really have a lot of opportunities to to integrate with, with other African countries, you know, even culturally, the way we live here, it's so different. Starting from the food, starting from the language, everything is like Ethiopia is so different from the rest of the world. I think that contribute uh, a lot that why, the way we are looking at um, ourselves and, you know, and uh, the way um, at other African countries. But of course, I think we need to be a real, a lot of uh, open, you know, we need to be open-minded, you know, to learn, to educate ourselves. But I know there is that problem in Ethiopia that like we, we I don't know, we consider ourselves like a different island, you know, out of this world. But, uh, but you know, when we are looking at other African countries, like in Ethiopia, Ethiopia, we don't also, you know, when we are saying, oh, that is like, that looks like Africa and that sounds like Africa. We don't also, you know, uh, disregarding our being African, but it is, I think it's just from, it came from the narrow understanding of uh, all those situations. And when we are saying that we are not really also um, putting ourselves, you know, for Western countries now, 
Ethiopians, like they are, they are also uh, making themselves different from even the Western than also from Africa. They are just, I don't know, considering themselves so different from the rest of the world. I think that attribute, I said like the system, but we really need a lot of education and awareness of what Pan-Africanism here. Yeah, Pezu. Thanks, Chaltu, and uh, thanks for your candidness as well. Yes, um, I know what you mean. I remember once being in a taxi and um, in Addis and someone said, oh, you're from Africa. And I said, um, no, we're in Africa. You're also in Africa. So just a, a bit of a yeah. there. Yeah. But thanks so much for your response. Um, Gloria, so in the spirit of being unapologetically African and um, Pan-African as well. What efforts do you think we can, we can make as young women firstly, but then young African women um, and then young Pan-African women? Um, what efforts can we make in our sectors, in our communities, in our countries, and um, more broadly on our continent? Thank you again for, for such a wonderful question, um, Pezu. My answer to that is actually kind of related to the question on which Pan-African women inspire me that you asked Julia, and she gave such a brilliant answer. And my answer is also quite related to that. So I will draw it from the fact that when I was thinking of what women inspire me or African women or Pan-African women, I thought as well of all the first female presidents. I don't think we've yet had a country that has had um, like two successive female presidents, whether directly successive or down the line, I'm not quite sure. So for me, it's a continent where for women, everything is still the first on the continent, in our, our different countries, but also globally. This year, or was it late last year, we just celebrated the appointment of the first African first woman head of the WTO, um, Madame Okonjo Iweyela, I believe. And um, I hope I didn't butcher her name so much, but imagine like she's the first African woman in that position. And this is at a global level. So for me, the efforts we have to make is to keep pushing as young African women and not to shy away from the big positions, not to shy away from sectors that are not traditionally for women, not to shy away from um, jobs or roles or ideas that women have not been given space to do. Not so much that we couldn't, but because also the reason that there is Pan-African Women's Day or why we're talking about this subject is that we come from a continent that is heavily patriarchal. And so because of that, a lot of, for a lot of time throughout history, women's achievements weren't celebrated if they happened or women's efforts were kind of stifled or not given as much limelight. And so we're still kind of struggling to have more women in certain positions and in certain areas. And for me, the effort we need to make is to not give up, to keep pushing and to celebrate more women. And if we have one woman attaining such a high position or making such a big impact to really celebrate her, but to make sure that there are more women that can do the same so that it's no longer such a novel thing that a woman is a president or is an MD at her organization or 
is you know the boss in the company or is the the leader of a successful startup or a woman is the head of an international organization or you know i think and an african woman at that you know so also sometimes i think this has to do with historically african women not really sometimes when we celebrate the continent we celebrate the achievements and we only highlight the men but we forget about the women so for me this is the effort that has to be made that one we must celebrate women that two we must keep creating room for more women and that we must not give up or celebrate and then relax just because there's one woman but to make sure that there's there's more and more women coming up and for me really this is really keeping in mind that being pan-african is also being pro-africa both within our countries on our continent but also at the international stage or in the global arena if i may um kind of put it like that for me that that is really the goal or the picture of pan-africanism and in the context of let's say women and maybe this should be one of the agendas of pan-african women's day i don't know if you can pitch this this to the au to uh, yeah to just say the goal should be how can we have more and more women successively successful in certain positions Thanks, Gloria. That was a fantastic response. And from everything that you've spelt out, I know uh, many of us are even thinking how we can further unpack each of those efforts. But I think it's going to be very good food for thought for each one of us, especially the aspects of, you know, making room for others who either come um, after us or in the future, but also most importantly, to be pro-African as well. So just um, on a more lighter note, um, we're now just going to be wrapping up soon. So just to wrap up, I think one of the main aspects of, of Pan-African Women's Day is also the unification of um, women across the continent, also um, in the diaspora. So what is unity in your mother tongue? So I can first. I can. Gloria. Oh, okay. Yes, please <laughs> go you. ahead, Gloria. Um, you know, I thought about, about it. I don't think we have the word unity, but we have the word oneness, which quite comes close to unity. And in my mother tongue, it's Obumwe. 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 Obumwe is Kinyaranda and, and in my mother tongue, Runyankole, it's Obumwe. Obumwe. Yeah, right. Okay. Yes. Thanks. And uh, Chaltu, and then we'll have Camilla and Julia, and then Rawan. In Afanromo, it is Tokuma, and in Amarik, it is Andinet. So Tokuma and Andinet. So Tokuma and Andinet. Yeah, Tokuma is in Afan Romo, then Andinet is in Amharic. So I say oh, it in both languages. In both. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I'm a second I'm a second Okay, Camilla and then Julie. Um, in Swahili, unity is Umoja. Julia, do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to add on to that. Yes, indeed, Camilla, I agree. But there's actually something really funny just to make light of the conversation. 
in Kenya, they say Tanzanians actually speak better Swahili than we do. So if you hear how Camilla said it, she said Umoja. But in Kenya, we would say Umoja, pronounce the J. I don't know if that makes a difference. But yes, it's the same word, Umoja, which means oneness and it means unity. Yeah. So Umoja, Umoja, right? Umoja. Umoja. Yes. Okay, great. And Rawan? Um, in Arabic, it's Wehda, which Weh- also means like you, you, Wehda, yeah, which also means unity or oneness. But um, it also, I mean, the word also means, Al Wehda means loneliness, so it's quite confusing. But Wehda means unity. Wehda. Yes. Okay, great. So we have Wehda, Umoja, uh, I've I already seem to have forgotten now what it is in in Kenya, Rwanda, and and I'm Harika no more of fun. Mm. It's okay. Yes, we'll Omwe. get back to it. Obumwe in Bunyankore. In Bunyankore, it's Orumwe, and I. <laughs> I'm sure my dad will butcher me for this, but I think in Lunda it should be. I don't know if there's a word for unity, but oneness. In, would be like hamu, hamu, which means like together or unity. And it's funny because it sounds like most of the words have like the hmm, and it sounds very similar in different ways. So thank you to Rawan, um, Julie, Camilla, Chalto, and Gloria for joining us um, on this episode to commemorate Pan-African Women's Day. I think each of us has learned so much, but we've also been inspired by everything that you've shared. And I think it's very important for young African, Pan-African women as well to have their voices and have their voices be heard. And this is something that we try to do with the African dialogue. This day, although is a celebration of Pan-African women, I think all the time we need to ensure that we continue to celebrate the militancy, the brilliance and the power of all African women, of girls and of femmes. So thanks everyone. Thank you, Pezu. Thanks Thanks for having us, Pezu. Thanks a lot.